Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. The biggest breaking news stories and outspoken opinion. The Breakfast Briefing with Julia Hartley Brewer on Talk Radio. Absolute pleasure uh, to have you join us this morning. Also a pleasure to have uh, my guest joining me in the studio all this morning, and that is Conservative commentator Benedict Spence. Good morning to you. Good morning. Um, nice to see you again. Um, lots to talk about. A lot, again, focused on Ukraine. Uh, the front pages, I have to say, all very much focused on this court case uh, uh, where a, a nurse who obviously denies charges is, is standing trial uh, for a murder of seven babies and attempted murder of ten babies. And that, that story, I mean... Uh, a very, very harrowing story to read about. Uh, obviously, we can't discuss an ongoing mm. court case. We will look at the front pages in a few moments. But um, one of the other big stories that is around today is the Institute of Fiscal Studies warning to the Chancellor, Kwasi Kwarteng, uh, about this big hole in the nation's finances. Now, yesterday we had the announcement uh, that the government's yet another change in plan, not really a U-turn as such, but instead of waiting to the end of November, uh, we, we'd heard that we were going to have uh, this uh, announcement of this sort of medium-term fiscal plan, i.e. the sort of how we're actually going mm. to fund what we're going to be doing in terms of spending all this money helping people with their energy bills uh, and the tax cuts on uh, national insurance and corporation tax, um, that, um, uh, that they're going to bring that forward through Halloween, October the 31st. I think we can predict a lot of the headlines the mm. next day, can't we? Um, but ahead of that, Institute of Fiscal Studies, we speak to them all the time on this show, they've warned about a £60 billion uh, hole in the nation's finances. Basically, you're going to have to cover that by raising some taxes or cutting some spending. There's a lot of ring-fence spend, ring spending already. Mm. Um, the question I'm asking this morning of my lovely audience is, um, uh, what would you cut? And tell us why. Uh, I think there's some rather obvious ones that may well come up. Uh, do uh, tweet me at Talk TV, text for talk at two with your suggestions. But, Benedict, um, what do you make of the £60 billion hole in the nation's finances? What do you do? Uh, honestly, it's an incredibly difficult thing to do, given that you can't just sort of you know plug it entirely by tax rises and things like that, given actually you, what we do need is growth, ultimately. That is why we have such... Li- yeah, aside from the things like lockdown, for example, uh, which has blown a hole in the nation's finances, one of the reasons why consistently this country is struggling financially is we don't actually produce anything. There has been no growth for the last 10 years. So, you know, how is it that you can kickstart that 
if you decide you're going to start you know, raising taxes on people in order to pay uh, f- to make sure that their energy uh, bills are manageable. It's an incredibly difficult circle for the Chancellor to try and square. Um, honestly, I'm glad I'm not an economist because I don't know what I, what I would do, what it is that I would cut. There are lots of different things uh, that can be, uh, you know, things can be sort of salami sliced off them. Yeah. But, yeah, actually... <laughs> The spending in this country, it isn't great because actually, you know, we, we had the financial crisis in 2008. We went through the process of austerity. Things like, for example, the justice system have never had that money back. You know, we've yeah. seen the barristers all going on strike. Home unprecedented. Office. Nurses, you know, not getting pay rises. It's, it's, well, it's, it's a wait, catastrophe. By the way, there are, there, are, there are hundreds of thousands of other people working in the health service oh, there who, are. who equally <laughs> didn't as well. But that's the thing. We had the austerity. It was only really um, the NHS which actually carried on up, yeah. uh, you know, above inflation. Again, with much smaller rises compared to previous years mm. and yes whatever one's views on how much the NHS needs reform and my god it needs reform yes uh, I would not have this monolithic you know centralised controlled system however um, if you actually look at the amount of money we spend on healthcare you know, it is it is actually we, it is not unusual yeah. compared to other countries in Europe who have much better outcomes by the way mm. but this is the so, I mean, we, you know, we know we need more police officers um, we know we need to spend more on, on border forces uh, uh, we know we need more on courts we saw that settlement with criminal barristers Especially. yesterday uh, we need to spend more on defense and i certainly agree with that raising uh, defense spending to three percent of gdp ben wallace defense secretary basically said i'll resign if you renege on that mm. uh, and i think it would be insane to renege on that given what's happening in ukraine and could happen elsewhere um and you go through this education i mean really Mm. I mean, should we be cutting back in education after we still haven't after seen kids took catching two years up? out of people's Yeah, lives, I mean, yeah. you know, by the way, yeah, where, where were all those savings? I mean, I got I got a cut in my school fees for the savings and we got <laughs> Zoom lessons every day. So mm. where were all those savings that schools made? And this is at a time, by the way, where pretty much every single area of government spending is going up. Wage increases and the cost of energy, because, again, mm. even with all these help, this help doesn't touch the size of actually, you know, a huge increase in cost. So... We are looking at them spending a lot more for the same stuff anyway, mm. and now looking at us more more cuts. That said, you know a lot of people would say, "Well, let's not spend two billion pounds a year uh, putting um, channel migrants in hotels." Thank you very much. Uh, let's not necessarily spend billions of pounds being sent away in foreign aid to countries which got their own, uh, you know, rocket programs to the moon. <laughs> I mean, maybe, you know, maybe maybe there's some things like that that are really. Maybe let's not have a diverse. You know, reams of diversity officers. I mean, mm. discovery yesterday that what the Department for uh, Health or, or was it the Department of Health has got something like 170 press officers? Really? I don't want to sound all sort of, you know, oh, civilization is collapsing around us, but it does, I think, or it should shine a light on what our priorities should be. Actually, we are spending and have been spending well beyond our means for decades, and yeah. especially the last decade, given that there has been very little accompanying growth with it. Yeah. And sooner or later, there has to be a reckoning. And the people of this country have to recognise, do you know what? Actually, you can't have all of these things. And it's no good going, oh, well, it's 2022. I can't believe I don't have access to these mm. things. If you don't produce it, if you don't pay for it, you don't get it. Or you take out a, you know, you take out a loan, you borrow, and your children end up struggling for it, which we're seeing right now with the housing crisis yeah. in this country. You know, it, you can't keep on doing we that. Are, we're in territory, I sort of feel, you know, we're with Greece. When the, you know, we had the absolute complete economic meltdown mm. in Greece. And what we had a situation where people in Greece wanted to have and were entitled to legally there, mm. um, the sort of benefits that people get in Germany and France in terms of uh, retiring and on good pensions and, and unemployment benefit at high levels and all mm. of this. Um, but, but paying 
Greek levels of taxes <laughs> and basically no one paying, everyone fiddling their taxes and no one paying taxes and mm. then wondering why the country went bankrupt and everyone continued to vote for this. And we're in that situation as well. well. Again, I keep saying we need an honest conversation in this country. If you want to have, you know, no waiting lists, you want to have first class education where your teachers have all got PhDs like they do in Finland and mm. um, and, and, and really high level, you're going to have to pay more tax because that the countries that have got that, when you look at countries like the Norways, the Swedens and the Germans and you look at what they get in return mm. For there, but they pay a hell of a lot more tax, and not just those people over there that Jeremy Corbyn kept talking about, and, mm. and let's face it, uh, Keir Starmer as well. Those rich people, that that sort of top, you know, five percent, that top five percent are already paying most of the tax in this mm. country. What you need is the only way, and I've talked to the Institute of Fiscal Studies about this numerous times. You need an awful lot more people paying an awful lot more tax. The problem... and, and, and we're not prepared to do it. But mm. we still say we want first-class public services. Well, we ain't going to get them. Well, part of the problem, of course, is that our economy is entirely dependent on those people over there, on the financial sector and services, because it's really, I've got to be honest, you know, no offence to everybody who works very hard, it's the only sector that consistently provides growth. Before, it keeps the economy before going. Before the crash, the city was providing mm. 25% of all tax revenue to mm. the exchequer. And everyone's, why were they getting away with everything? Because they were paying yeah. for everything. Mm. And but you can despise the... them as much as you want. Yeah. They're paying all the tax. But if you have a country where that is the industry that provides such a disproportionate you to... amount, yeah. you, the, you are going to struggle when times get tough. You can't just rely on one sector. And all of those countries that you just mentioned, they produce a lot more than us. They grow a lot more than They're us. Manufacturing sectors, agricultural sectors. Exactly. You cannot just be an entirely import-dependent nation and get by entirely on financial services and then cry when there's a financial crisis. Well, I mean, do you think that it's going to be the money that's going to underdo Liz Truss and Kwasi Kwarteng in this government. We've got first, she's got her, uh, well, we've got second ever cabinet meeting of her government. That's how new this government is yeah. uh, happening this morning. Um, we've, you know, we've got an announcement. We're going to have that that medium term financial plan on October the 31st. So very soon. Um, we've uh, we've got obviously her apparently going on a charm offensive in the Commons over the next couple of days. We've got PMQs tomorrow. Um, you know, so again, she's on a she's on she's on a third relaunch. She's only been in prime minister for a month. I mean, I want to give her time to do well. I I, I don't know how you can call yourself a a, a patriot and not want whichever government is in power to do well. I yeah. mean, it's in all of our interests that she does well. Um, but do you think that actually fundamentally it won't just be a wooden style or whatever people don't like? I mean, again, actually, I think I quite like that. I don't care what you think of me. I quite like that about her. But at the end of the day, if the numbers don't add up, the numbers don't add up. I mean, I think that she exists slightly in her own world, in a slightly more sort of ideologically pure world, if you like, rather than a... What happens a, when it meets reality. Yeah, uh, ultimately, we're seeing the right wing. Yeah, it's not really comparable, but we are seeing a sort of a right wing equivalent to the Labour Party under Corbyn, which was that they just weren't listening to what other people were telling them. Ultimately, you know, it's not just going to be the finances. I mean, you can say, you know, you don't mind the woodenness of this, but there is a pig headedness about the idea of going, I'm going to take difficult decisions, including this most unpopular of unpopular ideas, that I'm just going to throw out there as, you know, sort of my headline I don't have a problem policy. with unpopular decisions. Well, nobody has a problem with unpopular decisions until actually that is your headline. And it's not a, here is a tax, you know, a cut for the poorest people and the richest people. It's yeah. the, here's the one for the rich right now and yours can oh, come yeah. in next year. Oh, yeah, the 45p year. was a disaster. But again, I wonder, you know, if we yeah. could all feel that it, things were going to get better. I just think a lot of us just feel, well, well when? When, yeah. when is that going to happen, isn't it? The Breakfast Briefing with Julia Hartley Brewer on Talk Radio. Thanks for listening to the Julia Hartley Brewer Daily. If you liked what you heard, please subscribe and give me a good review. And don't forget to catch me on the Talk Radio Breakfast Show every weekday from 6.30 until 10. 
Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com. Code PROGRAM.